Welcome to episode 11 of RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB Edition. My name is Taylor Ringgold, and I'm with my right-hand man, my co-host, Griffin Warner. Griffin, I watched a lot of baseball. We have to witness some history along the way. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing fine, you know. Uh, looking forward to another week. Uh, baseball, you got to remember, especially if you're trying to bet this thing every day, it is a grind. Uh, a grind. For the entertainment side, it's, it's great, and there's always stuff to do. But you, there are peaks and valleys to this season. Uh, and, and, you know, sometimes you try to stay on the peaks, but it's, it's kind of hard to keep, keep uh, stay up at that altitude. Um, to recap the best bets from Friday – um, I now have a two-game lead on our on my co-host Taylor as uh, my pick, the Colorado Rockies. Rocky, Colorado Rockies, easy for me to say. Uh, they had a pretty, uh, what was a close game for a little while, uh, and then got really ugly late. Uh, they had a nice, nice victory, and then unfortunately, I rode along with my co-host betting the Twins on Friday, and Dylan Bundy was horrible. Um, the fact that he lasted six innings is remarkable. Six innings, six earned, seven caves, allowed two home runs. Yeah, right. He's now at two nine five. Um, yeah, I was very his, shocked. He got his first out at the plate. Never good when you're tagging someone out at the plate for your first uh, recorded out. <laughs> Not good. Um, was really just trying to pepper uh, the Rays with eighty eight mile an hour fastballs up at the zone. I, I think I saw him touch ninety two, um, but was certainly not great. Uh, that was, I think, my series to watch for the weekend as well. Uh, it was. As the Twins went to uh, Tampa, who I had picked as my uh, choice to win the AL East. And, you know, it was kind of a back-and-forth series. That I think the Twins held their own. Um, I think probably better than I expected. I, I figured the Rays would, would definitely win that series. Um, I, I'm not – I mean, the Twins taking two out of three was pretty big. The Rays' offense is really questionable to me. Uh, it seemed like it only really showed up for that first or second inning against Dylan Bundy and then was pretty quiet. Uh, how about you? I guess your series is still going right now as uh, Sunday Night Correct. Baseball is live while we're recording. Yes, we have the Mets-Phillies series underway. It's been a pretty wild series, and I guess we can just jump right into the, the news and notes here. And I'd like everyone, you know, like you guys know already, if you've been listening for a while, we'll, we'll get to our best bets for Monday's at Monday's games at the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that. So a little, you know, housekeeping for the last weekend here. The New York Mets do a combined no-hitter on Friday. That was the series to watch for me. I said, this is going to be a great series in division rival. The Mets, the hottest team in the National League and arguably the hottest team in baseball, and they threw a combined no-hitter, the second no-hitter of their franchise's history, the first being, shout-out, Johan Santana, which ended his career. But right, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I ended mean, his career, but cool, this was Cool a, to be first. Cool to get that no-hitter, first one in the franchise, but uh, was yeah. really not heard from again after that. My, my question for you, Griff, is a combined no-hitter as is, – is it – does it wow you? Is it like, oh, whatever? It was a combined effort. When we see a guy throw a no-hitter all the time, we see that. We don't really see combined no-hitters that often. I feel like that's harder to do. Yeah, I think it is. It means something to me, um, less certainly than a single person doing it. Um, but considering I had the uh, Mets as my uh, best bet uh, favorite of the week on uh, – on the pregame.com website. Uh, so I was pretty enthused with any type of no-hitter in that one and can't say that 
usually because I bet underdogs, uh, usually it's my team getting no hit, a la the Red Sox went into the 10th inning with no hits last Saturday before they vomited up. And I, I actually said I wasn't going to talk about this anymore, so I'm going to move on because yeah. it just brings up too many bad we'll, feelings. We'll go on to our, our next topic in one sec. I do want to mention that the Mets walked six batters in that combined no hitters. Six. It's a lot of opportunities to, to get – you know, runner scoring position and tie the game or or put the game in reach, but the Phillies could not do that. Uh, other news and news and notes: as of Sunday afternoon, the Yankees have won nine straight games. They're one of the best teams in baseball. You would say people would say the best. How are you feeling? How are you feeling over there? As designated Yankee fan for this podcast, I am rather happy. The bullpen is doing great. The rotation is solid. The offense is booming. Judge with two more home runs, but. I won't stay on this for too long because there is other history that happened this weekend. I'm happy as a Yankee fan. And Clayton Kershaw has the most strikeouts in Dodger history. We witnessed for, in my childhood, arguably the best pitcher of all time. People may say, is he up there in the upper echelons of the best pitchers ever? You can make the case that he can be. Multiple Cy Young Award winner, MVP, no hitter, Dodger records, World Series. He's an absolute killer on the mound, an ace, the definition of one. It happened on Saturday. I have I have a friend that lives in California. He was at the game. He said it was a crazy atmosphere. What do you think about that? Uh, I, considering I, I live in uh, Clayton Kershaw's hometown, um, it's a cool story. Uh, I'm not sure that I saw any banners uh, loving Clayton Kershaw or anything this weekend here in Dallas, but. Um, I think it's cool that he's reinvented himself as a, as a pitcher and doesn't have 95. I'm not sure if he ever got, yeah, he used to hit 95, 96 when he was young. Very, very. Yeah. And, and he's like a slider guy, which can be off from time to time, but it's it's almost like he is on the Adam Wainwright path, except he's got a lot better stuff. I think than, than Wayno does. It's just uh, the thing is Kershaw's a little bit more injury prone though. Than Kurt than Wainwright is. That's the yeah, th- that's true. Um, he's also on a much better team. Um, so Very that true. Certainly helps as we both picked them to win the World Series, and uh, definitely we're expecting them to win a lot of games this year. Um, I'm I'm pretty impressed with what he's done this year. He, he was drafted pretty low in fantasy baseball, which generally I think reflects the sentiment of what people were expecting about him this year. And uh, I'm I'm pretty impressed. I mean, we'll see if he can keep this up, and I can't imagine he will. But he's been great, and. Uh, it's really hard to bet against the Dodgers. I got to say, though, I think he did lose on on Saturday night. But anyway, uh, yeah, but you know what? Every single game, you can't win every game. But basically, we're going to now jump into the shortest. Maybe this is the smallest slate of games we've seen so far. We want to say, or maybe the same as last Monday. But we don't have a lot of games to talk about. But we'll give you the totals and the lines here, our opinion, our expert opinion, like we always say every episode. And if you do disagree or you do agree with our selections, <clears throat> some people have added me and tweeted at me, please continue to do so. And without further ado, my main man, Griff Warner. Griff, jump right into our first game on Monday. All right, I will. And I feel like because it's a little bit shorter of a slate, we can probably dive a little bit deeper into each of these games. Um, love that. See, we'll see how far we can go. I mean, certainly not trying to do a three-hour episode here because no. um, uh, Daddy's got to get to sleep before work on Monday, you know. Uh, but we'll go uh, to, I guess, 
We'll go Arizona at Miami, <laughs> following Hell rotation number. Uh, Zach Gallen on the road at Pablo Lopez. Uh, and, you know, current number is, is Pablo Lopez, a minus 149 favorite, over under a seven, but very juiced. Uh, not sure that either of these teams can hit. Zach Gallen somehow is throwing the ball a lot harder, um, which is surprising because I think he has a, like, cut in his UCL, essentially. Pablo Lopez has looked awesome. I worry that sometimes he's just a fastball changeup guy and that's not good enough. But in that park, he's great. It's huge. Arizona, I think, collectively has a batting average below 200 as a team, um, which is, uh, I'll, I'll put it, not ideal to have the whole team be on the Mendoza line. But, uh, you know, I'll in a, tell in you what I think like, about that. Uh, well, why don't I turn it over to you? So, like, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not interested in Pablo Lopez, this type of favorite, but uh, I got to say, um, I got some, some issues with the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks road offense. <laughs> yeah, it's called fucking terrible. That's what it oh. is. That's what it is. Hey, look, I'm throwing my opinion out here, okay? Zach Gallon's got the nice ERA at 0.60, and Lopez – his ERA is even almost lower, nice. zero point, almost nice, zero point three nine ERA. He's three and zero. He's dealing so far this season. It, I am impressed with how well the Marlins are playing. I'll give them that. Twelve and nine record. They're staying afloat. They're trying to compete. I'm gonna go with the Marlins here. I'm gonna go with the Marlins. Lopez is gonna continue to grind. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let this thing keep going. Yeah, I think the Marlins probably win this game. I think if there's any sort of betting angle that I'm interested in, I, I'm, I'm not really believe or buying into Arizona start the season. Um, but I think it's going to be hard for this one to see eight runs. So uh, I know. I yeah, under, that's going to be tough. I think we're under there. Under. Yeah. Yeah, that might be worth a look. I mean, it's very expensive right now. It probably gets knocked down to six and a half or maybe even lower than that. I don't, like, I'm kind of surprised it's at seven. So that might be worth looking into. Uh, next, we got Atlanta at. Uh, the Mets, um, who are currently playing right now, three three with the Phillies, and that's really gonna the rubber game or rubber match of a uh, of your series spotlight. Um, no line to discuss here, but I think we could probably take um, just a little bit more since we did outline it uh, on Friday's sure. episode. Um, Phillies offense, as you alluded to, getting no hit collectively on Friday night. Um, I feel like they're gonna be the peaks and valleys I talked about in the season. They're going to be hitting the ball out of the ballpark or not hitting it much. Um, and you got to kind of know that going in. Um, but the Mets, I mean, I think we both like the Mets coming into the year. They've, they're off to a great start, as you already mentioned. Uh, it looks like Max Freed is visiting Chris Bassett for this one. But I think Freed was correct. like a late a late uh, choice for the Braves to start. So the lines didn't open as normal. Um, but I, I'm guessing it should be Mets a, a slight favorite, I think, at home. Which I, I like the Mets. I think the Braves are – what do you think about the, the Braves, I guess? We haven't touched them yet this episode. Yeah, the, the Braves are a uh, team where they're, they're slowly getting things together. Players are starting to get together. A guy like Dansby Swanson needs to start putting things together for this offense. I know he's more of a home – he's either home run strikeout and it's mostly strikeout. You know, for a shortstop hitting anywhere from 18 to 20 home runs is pretty solid, but the batting average has always been low for him. But – Talk about two series in a row for the Mets, how hard of a start this is. You face the Phillies and then the Braves back-to-back series. In-division rival, the Braves are coming off a World Series. They have a rough start to start the year. This is a uh, this is more of a must-win series for the Braves than it is for the Mets. And I think when the line comes out, Griff, I think it's going to be pretty close to almost – I'm going to guess even. It's going to be very close because Freed's a good – 
free freed on the road is always tough. We always we saw that in the postseason battling on the road. And I, I'm gonna when the line comes out, I'm eventually probably gonna pick the Mets in this one because Chris Bassett's also yeah. having a great start. Yeah, he I think Bassett was pretty bad in his last start. But um, I think it's a perfect opportunity for him to bounce back and, and be pretty good. I think the Braves um, are, are priced pretty similarly right now to the Mets. Uh, and I think they might get a little more respect than I would think they deserve here. Um, the Mets get to stay home, which is nice. I mean, it's a little weird playing the, uh, the Sunday night game, but they don't have to travel. So that's cool. Um, and the Braves are probably on in the air right now coming from, from Arlington, uh, Texas, so out East. So, uh, that I think probably benefits the Mets quite a bit sleeping in your own bed. And it might be a, a little bit smaller of a favorite than I think they should be. So I'm definitely leaving the Mets with you. Uh, and, and as we move to the AL and we got some day baseball, um, some, some weird series, I think, cause that canceled first week, uh, but getaway day for the angels who have been playing really well. They're visiting the Chicago White Sox, who have not been playing well. Um, win, Patrick Sandoval, go ahead. They need a win, man. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I, I would just say the White Sox, you were going to mention the Angels being so good. The White Sox need a win in the worst way. They do, and I'm not sure they get it. I, here we got Patrick Sandoval on the road at Dylan Cease. Currently, Cease is a minus 127 favorite over under a 7.5. Um, the White Sox, I mean, they got Luis Robert back. He's not – I mean, he's a, a, an important part of their offense. They're still missing Eloy Jimenez. The bottom of that White Sox lineup is pretty bad. Um, they can't really do anything right now, unfortunately. I, I feel like we like them a lot because the division was so bad, but they're off to a, a pretty pretty bad start based on expectations. Uh, as a favorite, I mean, it's tough to trust Sandoval, but he's been one of those guys that just never really been healthy enough to put it together and stay on the mound. Uh, but for now, he seems healthy coming off a really good start. Uh, and currently that that number, 127, seems really expensive for Dylan Cease, who, who seems to be like a, a really big fastball, a lot of velocity, but doesn't have much else. And I feel oh, like I the... disagree. Okay, go ahead. I, I think his his curveball is insane. And we saw it in his last start against the Royals, striking out nine. Uh, you know, that, and that's the team you got to do it against. I, I really think this is the bounce back game that they need the angels absolutely have been molly whopping the white Sox. trouts hitting home runs every other day what do you have two yesterday i want to say and i think so and i i think seas can get it done isn't this crazy how this white Sox team yes they're they have some injuries down the line right but they're not like they're just not getting it together and for a division that's definitely winnable you know, we're not talking to AL East where you fall behind like the Red Sox are. It's hard to get back up. You know, when you have teams like the Yankees and even the Blue Jays absolutely killing it in the beginning of the year, it's tough for the Red Sox or even the Rays to get into that first place spot. The division is definitely open for the White Sox. The Twins are want to want to win this division badly, and it really is the White Sox to take. Yeah, I mean, it is, but. Unfortunately, right now, they're not playing well enough. And it's no. something certainly down the line that we would talk about later. Um, I'm interested in back in the Angels. I feel like I'm still not convinced that Liam Hendricks is healthy. He did have an appearance on Saturday evening, I think, after a rain delay. Um, and looked, I guess, okay based on the numbers. But um, I think there's plenty of value on the Halos. And that might be something that comes up later in the show. Stay tuned for best Woo! bets as we... Uh, get on later and uh, give you some winners. Next we'll go the twins. We just talked a fair amount about uh, visiting the Orioles in a, in a series of the twins who've been playing pretty well. These are the wins they need to get on the road. 
Chris right. Paddock at Wells for uh, Baltimore. Tyler, Tyler Wells. Wells. Tyler Wells, yeah. thank you. Um, currently, Paddock is a minus 150 road favorite, which, I mean, that guy, the trajectory of his career and basically getting sold and thrown out as as quickly as you could from San Diego. Uh, seemed like he's a fastball change of guy and doesn't have a lot else, uh, but he's he gets to go up against a pretty bad offense in the Orioles. Um but I can't believe he's this big of a favorite on the road. Over-under is eight. Um, I don't know that the, the Orioles are good enough to really want to back or, or want to waste even my worst enemy's money on. Um, but <laughs> i got to say, Chris Paddock is this big favorite on the road. Uh, I know you you spent some time with the Twins organization before, but I, I just don't see it. I, I'm in agreement with you. I For Chris Paddock, man, Chris Paddock, excuse me, he – Coming up in the Padres system, I don't remember what you thought of him, but everybody thought this was the next ace for the San Diego Padres. And he clearly ha- did not have it there in San Diego. He And he's 0-2 now, 3-6-80 ERA, okay. But he's just not getting it done. I'm going to try looking up his stats real, real quick here. But also, Tyler Wells was a reliever last year slash closer. And they're giving him the, the nod to become a starter. Uh, I don't know what to think about that, but I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Last start, five and two thirds, one earned run, six Ks for Paddock. And the, the two other stars, Dodgers and Royals. Dodgers, he left three earned runs, didn't even get out of the fourth. And Royals, five innings, two earned runs. He, he's starting to get it together, but I, I don't think, I, don't, I can't throw money on Chris Paddock. Yeah, he's a he's a long term sell for me. I don't know that the Orioles are the team that I want to do it against, uh, to be frank. But I know. Uh, next on the list, we'll, we'll give you some some time to wax poetic uh, on your Yankees, who have been really hot. Um, might be because they're playing the Sisters of the Blind right now. Uh, but can't can't Maybe. shake your head at a, a road sweep at uh, at Kansas City. Currently, Jordan Montgomery, he is opposing Ross Stripling, my guy. Um, and Montgomery's actually a, a slight favorite on the road, minus 108 current number on bet online as a Sunday night. I was potentially hoping to see uh, the Yanks underdogs here, but I mean, it's hard because they're pretty much always overpriced in my opinion. But I, I was actually looking to back them because I think Stripling's uh, he's walking the tightrope. That's man. your boy. Like That's your boy. He. He's, he's doing what I want. He's getting these wins for a team that's certainly going to be a big favorite um, when he starts and probably too big of one. So I'm looking to be against him as much as I can. Uh, certainly we'll be keeping an eye on if the Yankees move to an underdog here because uh, that would be something I'm probably investing in. Go ahead. Okay, so there is something to take in account. For all you gamblers are listening, want to bet on this game or even this series in particular. I don't know for sure. But there could be a couple of Yankees not playing in this series due to the due to the, to the COVID mandate in Toronto, Canada. Ooh, An- Anthony yes. Rizzo is almost a positive. Uh, that's like a guy who I think he's flat out said he's not uh, has not taken the. He's a COVID positive. Is that what you're saying? I just want to make Sorry. sure. No, he's. I'm almost positive he is has not taken the vaccine, okay. and I think the others. This is all hearsay people have said out there that judge could be the other guy from what i've heard there's only two players in that roster that are not vaccinated rizzo being one and we don't know if who the other is now we could by tomorrow see 
Aaron Judge and Anthony Rizzo in the lineup? I don't know. But with how the Yankees are rolling, I would think that they would try to get these guys in the lineup, especially when you go into Toronto and face the Blue Jays, which their records, the Blue Jays are one game behind the Yankees for first place right now. If you can, if you're the Yankees, you can beat up on the Blue Jays in Toronto. It's good momentum throughout the season. No doubt, this is a big series. Um, and, that's, and I think that's why the line is so close, Griff. I mean, but from from what I'm seeing with Montgomery, yeah, he's. I think he's a better, clearly a better pitcher than, than Stripling. But everyone who's been listening to this, and every time we talk about him, <laughs> they know that I feel that way. Um, but it's saying something that the the Yanks are favored on the road. I hadn't thought about the uh, COVID issues because, of course, just COVID will never, ever stop showing up in a bad situation uh, for sports bettors. But whatever. We, we roll with the punches, whether it's hurricanes or COVID or whatever. Um, I'm, I'm wondering, based because this number would be, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not interested in backing stripling. But um, there's some, I mean, and this is why you come to this podcast for this, this type of insight from Taylor Ringgold. Uh, follow him on Twitter. We'll, we'll drop those handles later in the show. Um, but ultimately, I, I wonder if this if this line jumps the other way. I was thinking it might do it anyway. But if if Judge is confirmed out and Rizzo doesn't make the trip because he can't get into Canada, um, then that's a pretty big deal in that lineup. And it's huge. I feel like those are the, the two of the best hitters, hottest hitters that they got right now. I do, and I, I just want to key on the part where the whole vaccine thing. So remaining Yankees get vaccinated prior to Toronto trip. A couple players told them, told the team that they have got their shots. This is per New York post, John Heyman, a few remaining Yankees who were unvaccinated against COVID-19 told the team they've received their shots. Now, of course, it's always going to be under the rug about who's were unvaccinated or not. We all know judge had that weird public uh, press conference in spring training, and then Rizzo has shied away from questions as well. So I would just, before, this was all on, uh, I read an article on SI, but that was from John Heyman, who works for the New York Post. If you're going to be betting on this game, of course, looking into the lines and looking at the over-unders, and look, that's important. But, Griff, you would also agree to this. You have to look a, bit, a little bit deeper into certain games sometimes, like this one. Because it could, I'm always looking, I'm always looking deep, Taylor. That's, that, that's right. what I do. That's right. That's what that's we, that's, that's what we do here. Deep. That's what try, we try do. to get in there, try to get deep. Um, and I think we've probably given uh, enough time on this game, but certainly yes. lean to the Yankees. Got to see what happens with that lineup. Um, and I do think that even the Yankees bench can tee off on stripling, but I'll, I'll leave that there. <laughs> uh, next one will go. The Seattle Mariners at the Houston Astros, a pretty another big in division game. Uh, right. Seattle, who's been on the road for what feels like forever, uh, they could have basically stayed in. I think they're in Florida the whole week last week with the at the Rays and then going to the Marlins. Marlins. I worry that they're kind of running on fumes. Not that easy when you're that far away from Seattle, about as far as you can possibly be, and still in the the hemisphere. I think, um, but. They got Miguel or excuse me, Mark, Marco Gonzalez at Jake Odorizzi. Currently, Odorizzi a minus one twenty three favorite. Totals eight and a half. Um, I think both of these pitchers can get hit pretty hard. Odorizzi's been awful to start the year, and someone that I definitely have been trying to bet against. I just haven't really had great opportunities. I'm worried about Marco a little bit to come back or off his off his arm uh, and 
I think only got one out um, in his last start at the Rays. There's off his pitching arm, which is even more concerning. Um, but if he's making the start, then I'm sure he's passed all the tests. I think he did a bullpen this weekend. And, and I mean, they wouldn't be starting if he's got any sort of issues. But he's a fighter. The problem is lefties against a, a pretty righty dominant Astros lineup. I guess it's getting a little less dominant because George Springer moved on. But um, I'm definitely looking at the M's here. We both like them, pick them and win the division as kind of an upset pick. I'm not sure that looks great right now, but long season. Uh, what do you think about this one? I'm going with the M's all day long on this one and you might be hearing a little bit more information from me later on in the got show it. got it next that's one what they call a tease in the that's business. what they call a tease in the biz ladies and gentlemen next game griff what do we got we got two left all right next one yeah we got the the rays visiting they're going on a west coast trip going to oakland uh rastison at dalton jeffries currently rastison a minus 159 favorite monster monster number especially for a Rays team that isn't hitting Man, am I uh, but, not staying up for this one? Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, you'd think that this is probably going to be a low-scoring game. Total is uh, – let me move you out of my camera for a second. Uh, total is seven, which is pretty low. Um, and I think it speaks to how poorly the Rays' offense has been. But uh, Don Jeffries isn't striking anybody out. Uh, no, I'm not, not really sure what to expect from him. Uh, I, I do expect that the A's will not hit the ball very often. Um, you got anything on this one other than you're going to bed early? Oh, no, I'm just going to bed early. Look, guys, uh, I, I only the only time I'm staying up for a West Coast game, if the Yankees are on the West Coast, I'll stay up and watch this. I usually watch a lot of games. Dodgers, I'll watch the Angels, maybe the Astros once in a while. Hey, I'm not listening or watching Oakland A's baseball. I'm sorry. You know, I love Dallas Braden. I can listen to that guy talk baseball all the time. I'm just not watching this game. But whoever's betting on this, good luck to you. Yeah, I mean, wishing all our all our listeners good luck. Of course, um, I will be up because I basically watch every game until the they end. I mean, I, I do to too. You know, you know what, Griff? I'll probably be watching this anyway. I'll I, just how it goes. I'll be watching. You, you, you got it. I mean, it's it's the only late late window game. Correct. It looks like latest one of the night. But also, so, uh, yeah, I mean, we got nothing in our lives. You know, we just watch baseball. That's what we do, and then we then we record ourselves talking and we get deep. And last but not least, another day game. We got the the Royals at the Cardinals, a big battle of Missouri. Have you been to Missouri in your lifetime, Taylor? I have not been to Missouri in my lifetime. Have you been well, to Missouri in your lifetime? I have. I went to the uh, Missouri Valley Conference Tournament right before COVID. It was like the last thing I did, which was a bizarre situation. I'll put it that way. Anyway, uh, back to the game. So we'll go Zach Grinke at Steven Matz, uh, your high school um, rival, right? Or no, same high school. I'm trying same to high school. Same, high, Same school. high school. Okay. Yeah. So we, you might see some bias on that side, but anyway, uh, Steven Matt's pretty big favorite minus minus one sixty four, over under seven and a half. Uh, Zach Grinky, I think through three stars and struck out one player. Um, not really sure what to expect from him in this one, other than, uh, I don't know. You're making a lot of hand signals. I'm not sure what they mean. <laughs> I, I think Steven Matt's, he's not great. Um, but I think he can get through this Royals lineup, which looks weaker and weaker by the day. Uh, I was put up six because Granky has six Ks through, I think, three or four starts. So there's uh, that. So six he, more than you and I. Nice. That, that's um, right. That's that's absolutely right. I'm going to go with the, the Royals on this game. Stephen Betts has struggled this wow. season. ERA is sitting on a nice 6-1-1 so far this season. Last start against the Mets, four on runs, just lasted four innings. His very first start of the year. You want to talk about a bad offense in KC? Talk about the Pittsburgh Pirates. They knocked around him. He went three innings, led up nine hits, and seven earned runs. 
in his very first start. Um, yeah. So I think when it comes to, when it comes to this game, I'm definitely going to go to uh, the Royals in this one. Let's, let's wrap this up because I'm getting a timer all of a sudden on my, oh, oh, on my screen. Okay. That's yeah, a very go. first. Yeah. That's a first. Got um, I mean, yeah, I got, we got, we got nine minutes. So we're killing, we're killing, but uh, do you want, do I want to uh, go so first or you go first? I, I got or? the lead. Um, okay. so I'll, I'll keep that going. I got a, a two, two game advantage on, on our, on our co-host. Um, and I'm going to go my best bet. I'm going to pick, uh, I think we talked about it earlier and, uh, yes. I, I don't think it's too much of a shock at this point either, but I'm going to go with the Los Angeles angels. I mean, just a few shows ago, I was probably bashing them. So say what you want about uh, about my uh, ability to stay on the same plane. But I think the Angels have been playing really well. It's a long season. They have good good runs, bad runs, all these teams. Uh, I think Sandoval has swing and miss stuff from the left side, which is a big deal. Uh, and that basically, I think one thing in baseball, I mean, you can t- say this about any sport, but especially baseball when they're playing every day, streaks are a really important thing. They last for a long time. They only end once. Um and, and maybe this is the game for Dylan Cease to really stay on the role that he's been. But I think it's going to be a big challenge for him for his fastball. And I, I think the Angels are going to be a really tough customer. So currently plus 117. Uh, that's what I'm doing for my best bet. How about you? My best bet, we talked about before, we both agreed on this team to win. And that is the Seattle Mariners and Marco Gonzalez against the Houston Astros and Jake Odorizzi. And the reason is why. Jacob Rizzi has had a really bad start to the season, and he's actually played the Mariners once already this season. Back on April 15th, he allowed four earned runs, eight hits, three walks in four and a third innings pitched Not in great. Seattle. Not great at all. And Julio Rodriguez just got his first career home run out of the way. 450-foot bomb today. Hell yeah. Uh, we Hell bring yeah. that into an Astros series, which is a must-win two teams that really haven't gotten off to a hot start, but we all know, well, maybe not everybody agrees this, but I say this, that the Mariners are a better team overall than the Astros. That is my best bet. Griff, give us your Twitter handle and I'll send this off into the promised land. You can follow me on Twitter, the real underscore G Warner. You can get all the soccer stuff you don't want. And then a bunch of baseball on on there as well. (laughs) Uh, I'll give it back to you, Taylor. Thanks, Griff. You can follow me on Twitter at Taylor Ringold, T-A-Y-L-O-R-R-I-N-G-O-L-D. Tweet at me. Tell me I'm horrible at betting. Tell me I'm great at betting. Tell me you love the podcast. We keep seeing a ton of feedback from you guys. We always appreciate you because it makes us look really, really good. That's all I'm going to say. Griff, awesome episode. Guys, we will see you on Friday. No, we won't. We'll see. When will we see these people? Right? Friday. We'll on Friday. I should. We should get used to this. I'm already 11 episodes deep. We will see you on Friday for another episode of RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB Edition. Good luck, and we'll see you on Friday. Peace.